It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. We're back in the lab. Reggie and Luke back at it. Another episode of Superior Sports Talk presented by Locked On Sports Minnesota. Sam Ekstrom filling in three days in a row, going on no rest. What's going on, Sam? Hey, I it's been a big week. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm losing my voice. I'm fired up about uh, a Friday show. Let's talk some sports. Plenty to discuss today. Of course, previewing the Wilds Game 3 matchup tonight versus the St. Louis Blues. We'll take a look at the 5-3 loss the Twins took against the Orioles last night. Plus, later on, I'm putting Sam on the hot seat with what does it mean. It's all coming up on Superior Sports Talk. But first, make sure to check out our other daily show on Lockdown Sports Minnesota. It's the Ron Johnson Show, featuring former Gophers and NFL receiver Ron Johnson and who else? Producer Sam Ekstrom. Get the daily opinions of an athlete-turned-broadcaster. Ron Johnson tells it like it is, whether it's Vikings, Gophers, Wolves, or Twins. Subscribe to Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube channel or podcast feeds so you never miss an episode. All right, Sam. Well, the Minnesota Wild look to square off for the St. Louis Blues in Game 3 tonight. Series all tied up. One game apiece. Puck drops at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Sam, we've started every Wild segment this week talking about the goalie situation, so why stop now? Tell me your overall thoughts on the decision to go with Marc-Andre Fleury the first two games, and do you expect him to get a rest now in Game 3 and go back to the hot hand of Cam Talbot? I think they're riding Flurry now. I mean, mm. I think that could change with a bad performance by Flurry. But I mean, Dean Evison came out and basically said, "Hey, we watched the first game. We don't feel like Mark Andre was at fault for most of those goals. Um, they credited him with making the initial stop and then sort of criticized the defense for not clearing the puck and you know allowing bodies to get in front of the net and allowing rebounds to get scooped up. So they didn't hold." Flurry as accountable in that first game as maybe we would have watching it. Um, so now after a nice game two bounce back, I think playoff hockey is all about riding the hot hand. You don't alternate. If you got a good thing going on, uh, if you want to stick with it, you stick with it. Um, so unless something happens with his play, if it were to deteriorate over the weekend in St. Louis and we come back on Monday and the Wild are down three to one, then I think we talk. But I think until then, I think they're riding flurry. Boy, going to be really interesting to see. Again, all week we talked about just kind of how shocked, maybe a little even disappointed we were not going with the hot hand in Cam Talbot. But here we are, series split up, one game apiece. Going to be really interesting to see when they announce that decision later on today. We talked to injuries with Seth Topol. I'm wondering if we have any type of updates at all. I mean, again, I think injuries playing a little bit bigger factor at this late in the season, heading into the playoffs. Anything on the injury front that you've heard of from either team, both the St. Louis Blues and Minnesota Wild, who seem to be quietly a little bit banged up right now. Yeah, for the Blues, it's the defenseman. And I know they had to call up uh, a defenseman mm -hmm. from sort of their, you know, their their minor league system or kind of off the roster, uh, which tells you that the injuries are legit. You can't really fake a transaction like that. Right. Uh, so that that's not a red herring. That's, that's legitimate. They're going to be missing some talent there on that blue line, including former Wild, 
Marco Scandella, if you remember uh, from five mm. years back or so. Um, and, you know, what, what is the blue line responsible for? It's stopping those forwards down low. And what is the wild strength? It's that forward play with, uh, you know, Hartman and Kaprizov and Zuccarello and Fiala. So that, that could definitely lead to a wild surge offensively. And I think we already saw it a bit. I mean, the, the Blues were banged up in game two at the blue line. And the Wild scored half a dozen on them. So I think if, if those injuries continue to mount and they're, they've got, you know, their third and fourth D-men in the one and two spots, um, just sort of the trickle-down effect is, well, suddenly your third defensive pairing is really weak, you know? So that's the matchup the Wild want to exploit. Um, and it's a little harder to exploit on the road because you don't have last change. But I think the... The Wilds certainly are in the driver's seat there in the health department. Good point there. A Wild get crushed game one, 4 nothing. go 0 for 6 on those power plays. They come back, though, 2 for 3 right out the gate and dominate on Wednesday night, tie the series back up. That's got to be one of the bigger X factors for me, just their special teams unit and how effective they can be on those power plays again tonight. Kind of like which Wild special teams unit are we going to see in game three? What's maybe another X factor you think could ultimately decide this game here? tonight yeah you're right the uh the special teams have been Jekyll Hyde but Mm -hmm. I I think just discipline and and this relates to special teams but how many penalties are you taking as a team Uh, the stats show that they've been calling almost a penalty more per team per game in the playoffs than they did the regular season it was a a pretty lax regular season in terms of power play opportunities there wasn't as much called in fact they set an NHL record for the fewest power play opportunities per game in in the season. But it's actually ratcheted up in the playoffs where they're calling more penalties. They're actually calling it pretty tightly, which a lot of times you you assume that, well, they're going to let them play. It's the playoffs. But no, they've actually kind of locked things down. And we saw that in game one where the Wild had a million opportunities and they just couldn't cash in on any of them. Uh, But they can't give the Blues those opportunities. Like we mentioned the Blues have been the Wild's kryptonite. And during that stretch, that long 14-game stretch we talked about where the Blues had won 12 of 14, I think they were 32% on power plays against the Wild. I mean, their their power play unit is very good, as exhibited by what they did in Game 1. David Perron with the hat trick. They basically had three power play goals. Um, so the Wild have to obviously remain disciplined. That wasn't their strength in the regular season. They actually did take quite a few penalties. So staying out of the box, it's a little harder on the road. Sometimes the home crowd can influence things, too. So you gotta you you maybe don't get mixed up in some of those skirmishes in front of the net or along the boards. Keep the game clean so that you can keep your five on the ice. You mentioned yesterday, maybe home ice just not quite as important or big of a factor. So hopefully that's the case again. Game three tonight, eight thirty puck drops. Rest assured, we'll be back here Monday to break down all the action coming up. We're talking baseball and Minnesota Twins. Plus, later, I'm putting Sam on the hot seat with what does it mean. But first, do you want smart post-game reaction from insiders that cover your favorite teams? Check out our Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Get instant reactions from our Locked On team hosts, along with prominent reporters like Kevin Gord for the Wild and Brandon Warren for the Twins. No fluff, just 10 minutes of straight analysis after each game. Subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube and never miss a podcast. All right, well, the Twins are coming back down to earth a little bit here, Sam. They won 11 of 12 games, as we know, but now have lost two straight versus the Orioles. They leave Camden Field with a series split, two games apiece. 
Uh, tough to break these games down every single day and have too much of a knee-jerk reaction, but any big takeaways, I guess, from last night's 5-3 to three loss? Not a ton. Give up five solo home runs. Mm-hmm. Not great. Um, you, you lose Luis Arise to COVID-19 before the game. Uh, Dylan Bundy could miss a start now. He's out with COVID-19. Rocco Baldelli, the manager, out with COVID-19. And, and you know, there, there could be hovering in their minds, oh, no, is this the start of an outbreak? Like, mm-hmm. could this derail us now for a couple of weeks if this thing has spread to three players you know if anybody's got a a sore throat or a runny nose they're probably thinking to themselves am i next so that could certainly be on the back of your mind but you know it comes down to they put in uh jahon duran in the eighth inning and they want him to be the late inning guy if not the closer they want him to get to the ninth and be the setup man uh gave up two solo home runs and he's got wicked stuff but he has been susceptible to the long ball this year so maybe a little ways to go to develop for duran um, who gives up the two long balls in the eighth, and the Twins lose that game. Um, so that's disappointing to see when you remember they traded Taylor Rogers mm, to get you know right. Paddock in this rotation. So they willingly parted with a late inning guy who is you know eighth or ninth inning, and uh, they were hoping Duran could fill that spot. And so far the results have been mixed. Uh, you, you'd like him to stabilize things a bit, you know, keep the ball down don't allow those solo bombs that cost him the game last night. I'm just wondering now that we got a small sample size here, Sam, five weeks in, what's the rest of the division look like? What's the central look like right now? I know going in, White Sox, they were probably the heavy favorites for sure. Just after five weeks, what have you seen from this division so far? Yeah, it's hard to judge any division after the first month of the year, but mm-hmm. you know, I think disappointment for the White Sox, certainly. They started out pretty nicely in like the first week and then rattled off seven losses in a row. So that they plunged well below 500. The Twins were part of that. They swept them. Uh, but now the White Sox have rebounded. They're 11 and 13. The Guardians are 12 and 13. And and those are the two teams that are going to vie with the twins i think the white Sox are are widely considered to be a much better team than the record shows the guardians have been fading for a couple of years now they've they've, their roster has just gotten a little too expensive for them they've been cutting costs they like the twins are not a big money franchise so they can't retain all their good talent so the guardians aren't nearly the threat they used to be um but overall luke i think this is a weak division i don't think it's going to take more than 90 wins to win it The Royals and Tigers appear to be in the doldrums, in the basement, whatever you want to label it. Um, Eight and 15, eight and 16. I feel like we're going to see more of the same from those teams as the year goes on. And when you play these teams, you know, 19 times a year, plenty of opportunities to beat up on them. So that's going to inflate the Twins record. And uh, I feel like it's a three horse race uh, to win this uh, division, maybe even a two horse race if the Guardians drop out. Man, you look at some of the other divisions. Look at the East, obviously stacked every year. Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays, all above 500. The West as well. The Angels are red hot. Astros are going to be obviously a contender down the stretch. Uh, And then just looking at the National League, just real quick, the, the West over there is stacked right now as well. You've got all five teams at 500 or above, Dodgers, Padres, Rockies, 
Giants, and even the Diamondbacks are 13 and 13. So just looking at, again, a small sample size, you're right. Tough to really put too much stock at this point, but interesting to see what we can evaluate so far and quite the wild ride again once we get in the thick of the summer to see again what the White Sox and Guardians start to look like. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. Well, my favorite time has come. I'm putting Sam on the hot seat covering all the latest hot topics in Minnesota sports called What Does It Mean? Sam, are you ready? I'm prepared. I'm nervous, of course. I I feel the heat, but Let's do this. All right, first up, what does it mean with Sam? Shohei Otani struck out 11 and added two hits in an RBI in one of the greatest two-way performances at Fenway Park since Babe Ruth. What does it mean when trying to project Otani's place in MLB history among the greats? Like, how many years of this do people need to see to say, okay, it's not a fluke, he's able to stay healthy? You get to the point where you say, wow, he is legitimately one of the greatest players to ever play this game. Yeah, it's not going to take long just because he's so unique in the mm-hmm. things he does. And I know he's he's not hitting this year yet like he did last year, you know, when he was a 100 RBI, 46 home run guy. Um, that's one of the greatest baseball seasons we've ever seen from a pitcher slash hitter. I mean, truly, this doesn't happen anymore to have a two-way player like this. So, it, I mean, he's already, honestly, etched his place in history. Now it's about, like, how big is the legacy going to be? Injuries have been an issue, and that's the the cost of trying to do what he does is that um, the arm is fragile, right? So you're not always going to be in the lineup every single day. And, you know, a time may come, Luke, and I I wouldn't be surprised about this. If he gets to age 30, he's 27 right now. If he gets to age 30, um, they might turn him into a full-time position player just Mm -hmm. because, you know, he's he, he can't do that to his body any longer um, and he's more valuable probably to, to be in the lineup every day with the way his bat works I mean if he was just a, a a 250 non-power hitter that's different but he is such a threat in that lineup that you need him in the lineup every day so have him do this for a few more years in my opinion um, and then make make a call based on where he's at but I think he's already, I mean, pretty epic in in MLB lore. And I loved his hit yesterday where, you know, Fenway's got those old boards in the outfield where they literally Mm -hmm. post a manual number on the scoreboard to to indicate the player or the the score. And Otani wallops the ball off the big monster and rattles it so that the numbers like fall down out of their slot. Um, It was wild. The guy is amazing. And uh, I, I love watching him. Sam, I could see you doing that once you retire from your great broadcasting career, just being that guy out in the outfield, changing the numbers. you ever think about something like that? Yeah, I, I've considered it. I've considered <laughs> it. I, I feel like it'd be a little lonely behind the wall. I want right. to have more glory than that. You know, um, I, I'd like to be maybe a beer vendor, a peanut vendor go. where people can go. see me. I, I think I, I would need uh, to bask in the, the sunlight a little more than be under the in the bowels of Fenway Park. Hey, great bennies, great benefits. Get to see those 81 games a year, right? Something like that. And uh, 
Hey, great resume booster as well for that LinkedIn profile. All right, number two, what does it mean? It was believed by many when the San Francisco 49ers mortgaged their future to trade up to number three and draft Trey Lance that he would be now the clear-cut starter heading into 2022. However, the Niners staff has reportedly been underwhelmed by him and his lack of development. What does it mean for the 49ers quarterback situation when projecting their 2022 season? Remember, still got Jimmy G on the roster. A lot of people thought guys like him and Baker Mayfield would be moved by now, but no, it's it's still a two-man race as it stands today. It's pretty awkward around the Browns and 49ers yeah. facilities these days, is it not? A um, couple quarterbacks that you pretty publicly wanted to get rid of and they're still here um you know some little uh, little side eye going on in the hallway like is this guy mm. this guy ever is gonna leave <laughs> yeah mm. um so that's awkward i i i guess it's good now that they didn't trade garoppolo because now you know, he could end up being their their guy uh, for one more year i think he's got one year left on his deal and that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for a team that was in one Super Bowl with Garoppolo and a couple plays away from another, the guy finds a way to win. I mean, you, you, you talk about Cousins putting up big stats and not winning. Garoppolo wins and doesn't put up big stats. It's kind of amazing how that, that goes. But unless the Panther, no, I'm sorry, unless the Browns, mm -hmm. no, unless the Panthers swing a deal for Garoppolo or, mm -hmm. or Mayfield, like that's kind of the one team left that I think could still take one of them off their hands. Um, so they're probably both trying to, you know, sweet, sweeten up a, a deal. Mm -hmm. But, uh, as far as Lance goes taken with a third pick and I thought he, he looked decent in his outings last year to say that he's not developing. Well, that's a little bit scary. I'm, it's kind of interesting where that would come from unless the 49ers were trying to sort of poo, uh, smooth the path for Garoppolo to come back and be welcomed in. Um, and explain to, to the public why that decision was made to keep Garoppolo. Um, so maybe they're laying the groundwork for Jimmy G to come back. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And again, remember, a little small wild card or X factor to this whole 49ers offense is Debo Samuel going to end up being around long term. You're trying to bring in a young developmental quarterback. You can't get rid of your X-Factor superstar mismatch weapons like a Debo Samuel. Going to be interesting again. That's why I usually see all these deals done before the draft because, like you said, uh, the well is run dry now. Tennessee Titans, okay, they were rumored to maybe need a quarterback. Well, they just drafted Malik Willis. Atlanta Falcons, they draft Desmond Ritter. So they got their quarterbacks for the future and the veteran starters for 2022. Going to be interesting again to see where guys like Baker Mayfield and, again, Jimmy G end up going, if anywhere at all. All right, last one. What does it mean with Sam? Phil Mickelson reportedly dropped 40 mil at the casinos from 2010 to 2014 after government auditors investigated Mickelson's finances over the four-year span. What does it mean when evaluating Mickelson's reputation as one of the best golfers on the PGA Tour of his era? I mean, how does this does this put a little black eye, a little, you know, tarnishes just kind of reputation as far as, again, what he's done on the tour uh, in his prime? Mickelson is one of the most complicated figures in sports right now, mm -hmm. and I am absolutely reading that unauthorized biography oh, that Alan Shipnick is releasing. I mean, the guy has done an incredible job of just releasing these, these compelling nuggets. So I think the comments about the Saudi golf league are probably a little more incriminating to, to Mickelson's reputation right now, because he sort of dismissed the human rights violations in Saudi Arabia to justify 
his behavior kind of, you know, going to make $20 million in, in the Saudi golf league to try to stick it to the PGA tour that made a lot of people very upset. And that led to Mickelson's current radio silence. A lot of people suspect that he's being covertly suspended by the PGA tour um, sort of behind the scenes. That's why he hasn't played in three months. As far as the gambling goes, Mickelson has almost been revered weirdly for like his epic gambling stories. People are like, oh man, you got to play a skins match with Phil. It's crazy. Like you hear these rumors about Phil, like walking off the 18th green and laying down a half a mil on Sunday night football, like stuff, mm. stuff like that. It has kind of almost like boosted his, his lore. And I know there's the, the insider trading stuff, which was messy and he's kind of been adjacent to that. But you know, I, I think too, like, that had to be really hard on his family to lose $40 million. And I know the guy's worth uh, probably nine figures, but to, to lose that much and be that reckless, I'm sure that took a toll on him personally and his family. So uh, I'm, I'm guessing that, that it's not all fun and games with Mickelson and the fun little skins matches and the money being tossed around. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty serious. So um, I, I still would love to see Phil play at a high level once again. I mean, one year ago, we were cheering him wildly as he won the PGA Championship. Um, but unfortunately, I think, you know, decisions of his past have, have kind of come to roost. And the whole Saudi league trying to, to interject himself into that has, has muddled things. But like Tiger, um, after transgressions, if you like show contrition and you show that you can still compete, and be you know a good individual. I think there is forgiveness down the road for him. Can you imagine just creeping up, walking into the casino, and seeing Phil Mickelson in the high state? What do you think? Knowing these numbers that have gotten thrown out, just real quick, what do you, what do you think's like the biggest bet, or or you know how much money he's put on one hand of blackjack before? Oh man, I I mean he's playing in the high rollers room for sure. I'm the. I feel like you got to play the sports books when you're when you're rolling that right. big because you know a lot of times if you are established as a high player in those casinos they'll let you you know raise those minimums because they know over time they're going to take you and take your money um, and it seems like that's what they did with Phil so they're saying Phil you got another million bet for us bring it on you know we're we're eventually going to win this fight and that seems like that's what happened I'm I'm guessing he had seven figures on. Uh, some some boxing matches, you know. He's he and Floyd Mayweather could probably go back and oh, forth man. with their uh their bet slips. Yeah, I'm sure he's had plenty of hotel rooms comped by the casino. Hey, there's free soda and coffee over here, Phil. I know you just dropped uh you know 1.5 tonight, but we got a free soda machine right over here. <laughs> Ar- get yourself an Arnie Palmer on your way. Out, make right? up for it. <laughs> he survived the gauntlet back here Monday, recapping games three and four versus the Blues and the Twins taking on the Oakland A's in a three-game series starting tonight at Target Field. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and join us every day for another episode covering all the biggest topics in Minnesota sports. He's Sam Ekstrom. Follow him on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. Tune in Monday to Superior Sports Talk, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. For Sam, I'm Luke. Until Monday, signing out. This is Superior Sports Talk with Reggie Wilson and Luke Inman, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.